Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Welcome in. Stacking the Box is here, and it's good to be back, damn it. I missed a couple of weeks going out to Bears, OTAs, minicamp, and whatnot. Matt Berteram, good to see you. Breaking news uh, to start the show today, Verdi. We can get into it in a second, but uh, it is good to be back with you, my friend. It's good to have you back. I'm glad you were able to survive Bears camp. (laughs) Hey, they are building a bridge to a better Chicago Bears over there. Uh, But all right, let's let's talk about what's going on here. Deshaun Watson has settled all but four of his civil cases. Statement uh, that I can read here uh, from Tony Busby. says the cases against Deshaun Watson started with one phone call from one brave and strong woman. That woman was Ashley Solis. At the time of the call, she was just one of a hundred of calls seeking legal assistance that her firm gets weekly and on and on. It goes here. Just today I announced that all cases against Deshaun Watson with the exception of four have settled. We are working through the paperwork related to those settlements. Once we have done so, those particular cases will be dismissed The terms and amounts of the settlements are confidential. We won't comment further on the settlements or those cases. As stated, Ashley Solis is one of the heroes of the story. Her case has not settled, and thus her story and that of the other three brave women will continue. I look forward to trying these cases in due course, consistent with other docket obligation and the court's schedule. What? Strange, weird, and uh, awful circumstances that's been going on for a long time, but we are, uh, I guess we're moving forward today, if nothing else. Well, to an extent, uh, look, it had been previously reported, I know by Mike Florio, I don't know if it was uh, somewhere else before that, um, that of these these civil suits, I believe at the time it was 22 civil suits and 18 uh, of, of the women involved were reportedly willing to take a settlement that was $100,000 for each. Uh, And yet Watson decided not to go through with it because he kind of wanted 
an all or nothing deal where either he settled all the cases or he didn't settle them. So perhaps this is him double backing here and saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to settle the ones I can settle, whether that ended up being for hundred K or for more, we won't know. There obviously is, is Busby who is the, the lawyer for all the plaintiffs. Uh, you know, he pointed out it was confidential. So look, I think for our purposes and for our perspective, what does it mean going forward? I still think if you're the NFL, I don't know that it changes all that much. Right. I mean, you still have four women who apparently are not willing to settle, at least at at the terms that have been laid out for the other women. So if you're the league, I mean, I think you get caught sometimes in a trap of hearing Oh, wow, 20 settled. That means four women are seeing him of of sexual misconduct and or assault. That's a lot of women. Like, that's still a lot of people. I mean, one is is obviously more than enough. Four is still a ton. Um, yes, 24 now goes to four. I'd also point out, look, because people always do this, and it drives me crazy with stuff like this. With Watson settling, that does not mean innocence or guilt. It just means settling. So, you know, I think a lot of times people look at it as either an admission of guilt. I understand the optics of that. If you're settling something, if you're giving money for something, it it lends the idea of, well, you wouldn't pay if you're completely innocent. But sometimes people do settle to move on if they can afford to do it. Now, I don't know, you know. I'm not saying that's the case here, but my point is it is important to remember with civil suits, it is a monetary situation. It is not criminal by nature. There's no, you know, there's no jail time or anything like that included on it. So whether or not Deshaun Watson is innocent, guilty, I don't know. What I do know is now 24 cases goes to four. But I still think for the NFL, they still face a very serious situation with Deshaun Watson. I don't think it changes, um, you know, potential suspension or anything like that. So, okay, you said a lot there. And I thought your initial foray was spot on. Because I I feel a little, oh, my God, we're down to four. So that's how I was kind of hearing it. Well, there's four, four that are. Are, are, it's 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 a huge number still. And uh, listen, t- in in my mind, Deshaun Watson should not play football this year. You have you had twenty four civil cases. He settled twenty civil cases. You got four holding out. Your suspension is you will not play this year. Baker Mayfield, get ready, uh, and 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 we'll welcome Deshaun back after he's done a bunch of things that we laid out that he needs to do. And we'll see you in twenty twenty three. That's what I would do if I were the NFL. I don't. And, and we have seen varying reports that the suspension is going to be significant. I, I also find it very interesting uh, uh, just to recap what's actually happened. The Houston Texans were able to get three first-round draft picks, three Correct. for Deshaun Watson. It's a hell of a haul. That's the haul you would get, you would think, for somebody his age who has nothing attached to him. He had this attached to him. They were still able to get three first-round draft picks. All right. The he got the greatest contract in the history of the NFL for a quarterback, two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed for as anybody. far as pure 
right, for everybody, for anybody. Yeah. That's what these are the things that have actually happened. And then I thought of recent note, Jadavian Clowney, who was a free agent and just decided to sign with the Browns, and his comments, quote, I was all about where my boy Deshaun was going. I just wanted to play with him and see what I could do with him again. Reminder, Clowney's not a wide receiver. He just wants to be in the locker room with this guy. Also, um, I, I hate to be the guy arranged on the parade. They, they never won shit together. <laughs> okay? Right. Ever? Ever? Two of them literally never won one thing together. Um, but, I mean, fine. Like, Javion Clowney couldn't go somewhere where there was also a good quarterback? I well, mean, no, look, maybe he's friends with him and, you know, whatever. But, like. Let's not make it out, you know, like Jadavion Clowney's comments made it out like Deshaun Watson's won like four Super Bowls. I mean, he's won one playoff game and blew a 24 nothing lead in a playoff game in the span of 10 minutes. So let's not like – that is beyond just the legal stuff and the civil suits and all the horrendousness that's gone on with this. That is the one kind of odd thing just from a purely football standpoint. Look, no one would argue, if they're being honest and being fair, that Watson's not a tremendous quarterback. He's a very good football player. Yeah. That said, Cleveland gave him $230 million guaranteed. I would argue that that contract is bonkers, even without all this other stuff. Like, nobody – who is competing against you for this? Who who is doing this? And I know Atlanta and New Orleans and Carolina are all – I understand that. But there's a reason that the day before this whole thing got done, back in March, the Browns and the Panthers were out. And then all of a sudden, he's there and he realized that he just wants to win, which of course is crap. He just saw $230 million, which is fine. I don't blame him. But you know, you look at around, like even without this stuff, there are a handful of other quarterbacks I'd rather pay over to Sean Watson. And with it, there's no way I would pay him that money, which is why the Browns are who they are. But it's look, it's a fascinating situation. It's a sad situation. There's a lot of different adjectives you can use. Um, but yeah, look, I, I in the end, in the end, to answer the question on our screen, which is for those listening, how will this affect his potential suspension? I still and I have felt this way for well over a month. I think he will be suspended indefinitely. I do. And I do not think we will see him this season. And I think if the NFL suspends him for less than a full season, people are going to go insane. I I don't mean to uh, go at your opinion because your opinion might be spot on, but is that b- based on uh, Verderam's sources and what you're hearing, or is it just Verderam opinion? Which part of it? The indefinite suspension part. No, uh, my opinion. My opinion. Okay. Um, I it's just the reason I say that to be succinct on this is I just think. For the NFL, you don't want to suspend him for a determined amount of time. And then that, especially if it's less than a full season. And then that ends. And then four more suits come out or a video emerges. You know what? I, I think if you're the NFL, you want to have that power of flexibility to say, okay, everything's settled, everything's adjudicated. Now we can move forward. Now we're going to end the suspension, or we're going to give it an, or give it a definite date. Whereas, if you suspend him for a determinate amount of time, yes, you can always add on to it, but then it gets messy. The NFL Players Union might fight. 
like I, I would just say, look, you're suspended indefinitely. And I don't right. believe it at that. Yeah. That makes sense. And there's not, I mean, I'd be shocked if any video came out unless he was going to people's homes, but that would be illegal to be videoing someone when you're doing a massage because you're not always in the room and all that type of stuff. So it's just whatever. At any rate, uh, and, and let me just say this. Deshaun Watson was one of my favorite players in the NFL. I loved watching him play. I loved his press conferences. I loved when a reporter asked him about a particular play, and he questioned the reporter with respect, saying, well, did you play? Do you understand what I'm about to explain to you? And then he gave a very detailed breakdown of one particular play. And I was looking at that guy, and maybe there was some Mitch Trubisky in there too, but I'm like, I really, really wish that that guy, that leader, was my quarterback. And that's partly why he got the, or fully why he got the deal with the Browns still. But it is still amazing what everyone's looking past and it's even more amazing, too, that Jadavian Clowney feels free, so to speak, to go out and speak this crazingly, if you will, and yeah. not worry about how, the, how it looks whatsoever. He yeah. just wants to support his guy. Carm, you've been in the media almost as long as I've been alive, not to age you. Um, so, but my, my point is just a compliment to you. I, you. You've been around this for a long time, longer than I've been, um, seen a lot covered a lot the one thing i will say about this and i'm not going to go you know with names or whatever people will figure it out i'm sure the way this has been covered by certain outlets has been disgraceful let, let me just say that like i i can't believe that something of this seriousness like the hell with football this is a story on a human level this is a story of in in a lot of cases and in a lot in a lot of ways um courage of women to come out and put their name to it and say hey look this happened to me that's hard enough then factor in this is one of the most powerful people in the country okay when you have this kind of money and this kind of star power and yet it's barely been covered by certain major outlets that cover this sport because of, and let's just call it what it is because, well, if we cover it, then what happens when this all ends? Okay. Do, do we get the same kind of access? Um, is, you know, if, you know, I mean, Deshaun Watson is represented uh, by a very powerful agent who I, in full disclosure, do not have a relationship with not good or bad. I just, I don't have a relationship with, um, but it's like, you it's almost if you've covered this league if you understand how all this stuff works it's like well we don't want to say anything bad because then will that sour relationship with other players represented and i'm not by the way to be perfectly clear with this i'm not saying there's any kind of like you know overt conversation like that but it's very clear that there were decisions made by by certain outlets like basically not to cover this in in a in a real hardcore not even journalistic way but just um, news media way. And I think that's been a great disservice to a lot of these women that came out and put their names to this. And I think it's really also given the Browns a hell of a lot of cover. I really do. Well, uh, not that the Browns haven't got pounded on Twitter, but Twitter is different from like the rest of the world. Okay. The Browns have gotten more cover than they should have with this. 
because I feel like a lot of times it's been buried by certain outlets that are just terrified to, to, to really delve into this stuff. And it should be done too, because even though there are not criminal complaints at this point, 10 of them were there, they were dismissed by two grand juries in Texas. Like this, this is extremely serious. And when you look at the way it's been covered, the only time Deshaun Watson's been brought up a lot in certain corners of the media has been when he signed that contract with the Browns. That was it. Like, that was like the main amount of time it was talked about. I find it distasteful. So it's very challenging for people who work in media not to give anybody a pass here. But the reality is, is that you can lose your job if you go too far if you haven't really quote unquote made it and you have that level of security that you know you'll get picked up by somebody else that plays in companies are in bed um with the nfl that's uh, obviously a thing and then the other side of it is like a lot of, i just want to defend the media for a second too a lot of people like they, they 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 ride the media to the end of the year the media is terrible the media is this fake news all the stuff that's out there hey man if the media didn't wasn't doing their jobs jerry sandusky never gets caught the media's not doing their job uh nasser doesn't get so um now that's media spot putting a spotlight on absolutely straight horrible people that does not have the same risk as as going at the shield so to speak so I listen. I wish it was. Well, I, w- I wish it was a safer environment out there, um, for uh, and and Hunter's putting in the chat here. Uh, Amante Teo as well. Listen. Um, story. Yeah. yeah. So well, uh, you're uh, go ahead. You're not wrong, but I guess my my larger point is, and in fact, you're not only not wrong. You're right. Um, and I think people should know what what they don't know, right? I mean, they they should know. Like I, I am not a legal expert. But this is something I don't have to be a legal expert to at least discuss from a football perspective, which I think has been lost in some of these networks. It's it's like, look, I understand NFL Network is not going to sit there and talk about it 24 hours a day. I, I understand that. Okay? Right or wrong, I get it. Um, You know, the, it, it obviously is a network that literally is an arm of the NFL media. Like, I, I get the league isn't going to sit there and just, just constantly bang on a negative topic um when it's a business and of course it's not going to do that but my my larger point is listen and i like i said earlier and i want to be crystal clear watson is is wrapped by a, a very powerful agent and again one that i i have no, neither negative or positive things to say but i just don't know um and and i i don't think there's ever been any like hey you know don't talk about my guy or anything like that because that stuff first of all if that if that's happening and you're and you're listening to that i mean you're not a reporter Okay, you're not doing your job. I'm not saying it's happened. What I am saying has happened is there have been certain decisions clearly made, like, hey, we're not going to, we're really not going to publicize this in a way where we're going to talk about it, where it's going to be out there um, in a way that I think normally something of this nature would be. Uh, And yet when he signed with the Browns, it became an all you can eat extravaganza of let's talk about every single little thing about it. Um, I get it's easier to talk about that part of it because that's football news. But look, I would I would applaud someone like Jenny Ventress over at the New York Times, who did God's work with this and did a lot of work and really investigated and found out that no, actually Watson had massages with sixty six different women between late twenty nineteen and and the present day, at least to her reporting and her findings. Like 
that's real reporting. That's real work. Um, I'm not even sitting here saying, look, we're not sitting here doing reporting on it, but we are commentating on it. I think it's important and it's fair to sit here and have discussions about this when let's be real. This is as far as an off-field situation. I can't remember a bigger one in the NFL. 24 civil suits and 10 criminal complaints, yes, were dismissed. But 24, I mean, maybe I'm forgetting one. This, I mean, obviously the Aaron Hernandez thing off the, was, of course, a huge, huge story, and rightfully so. Um, you know, that would probably be the yeah. one I would immediately think of. But it, there's not many. Yeah, my head's spinning on that because the NFL, there's always a zillion uh, news pieces going on of stuff off the field that is just disturbing. So I, I'd have to see a list. Honestly, I couldn't um, I, then to, to rank them. But Deshaun is 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 um, this one just for me was completely stunning because I thought that why and you'd never you, you, you never know who anybody is, but like that dude to me was as first class down the middle professional a dude going as there was like I just an absolute straight pro is what I would have said about him and clearly uh I guess I have to say allegedly whatever just that's a major major absolute entitlement and like if you bring up a guy like Tiger Woods pro athletes um drinking and 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 cheating on their wives or whatever like that that's not surprising to me this was like, oh my! You have, uh, you got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of entitlement, bro. Like just, just an amazing amount. So, um, and I, I hope he, you know, as best he can, does something with this that moves this forward when, when it's in, a, in a positive way, if that, that's even possible. But all right, let's, you want, let's do some football, Verem. You wanted to have a, you wanted to have some fun today. That was actually how we started. Did, right before we were going to do all this. By the way, let's just finish real quick on this. Justine Anderson, two minutes ago, tweeted out. Uh, we're recording this, by the way, uh, just after noon Eastern on Tuesday. Uh, Justina says, um, I'm told there's been a recent and intense shift of focus internally within the NFLPA and providing support for Deshaun Watson's case and Watson's outside counsel to ensure, quote, his rights are protected, end quote, thereby also suggesting an initial resolution is nearing her league source. So there you have it. Uh, we can move on. But, of course, I just wanted to throw it out there. And, Clint, to your comment right there about, uh, you know, couldn't be a journalist, uh, I'm definitely not a journalist. I do uh, – so um, – you know, I don't know if you want to claim to be a journalist, uh, but uh, that's not. Uh, at that, times, at yeah. Not, I mean, it depends what I'm I am, doing. I, I wear a lot yeah. of hats, but yeah. uh, I, I did. Um, but th- I did thank you for the th- thank you for the compliment, Clint. But uh, yes, you know, I, I can't I can't own that one fully. All right, let's go. You wanted to do our power rankings for today, which coming is, out of minicamp. Yeah, coming out of minicamp. It is Tuesday. June the 21st, so we will have some movement before training camps open, but basically we are where we are, and and not much is going to change. So you want to go first here, buddy, your top five? Yeah, let's do it. Um, So not not a lot obviously has changed since the draft. I think you always get more information. Maybe you kind of shift one way or another. 
Look, I'll, I'll go. I'll just go one through five. So for me, I think the Bills are the best team in football. I've been saying that now since they acquired Von Miller and free agency. I still believe that. Look, Miller's not who he once was, perhaps, but he's still an excellent football player. I think he gives them the juice they need to get over the hump. I feel like for, with Buffalo, not now or never in the sense like they're going to have a long window with Josh Allen, but he's going to start getting really expensive. They've got some guys they're going to start losing here in the next year or two. Like it feels like this is kind of the year for the Bills. Like you know, this this feels like if they're going to do it, this might be the best shot. To do it doesn't mean they can't do it in a few years, but it feels like now's the time. Number two, I had a hard time with number two. I I, I went back and forth. Um, I will I will say Kansas City. Um, my tiebreaker ultimately with the team I'm about to name is Mahomes. Uh, I, I just think Mahomes will will elevate that offense even without Tyreek Hill. I think they have enough pieces around them. The offense will be good. The thing that concerns me with the Chiefs is I think they're more talented defensively, but they're very young. Like they have a lot of guys. I mean, Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, Leo Chanel, Brian Cook. I mean, I just think four draft picks that they're going to play real time on this defense. Justin Reed's coming in. So I still think the Chiefs are very good. Obviously, number two in the league in my rankings. Uh, but I do think the Bills are a half step ahead of them. Number three team I almost put ahead of Kansas City is Tampa. Now, I will say this straight up. Tampa's age scares the hell out of me. That is my biggest concern with Tampa. They've got a lot of guys 30-plus, and in one case, 45. Okay? The age scares me when I, I look at the Bucs. However... I do think they're very, very good. They almost beat the Rams last year in a playoff game. They had, first of all, no business being, and then they almost won it. They had a million injuries. I think the Bucs are slightly the best team in the NFC. Then four, I would go with the Rams, the defending champions. It's weird. Normally, I'd put the defending champs number one and just say, look, you got to prove it otherwise. The problem I have is I never thought the Rams were the best team in football last year. So it's hard for me to sit here and say, well, I think they're number one. Now, I don't. I think if you put the Rams in the AFC, they're the third best team. Um, if you want to switch them with Tampa, that's fine. If you, if you want to even switch them with Kansas City, okay. But I have them at four. And then number five, I'm going to round out. I'm going to have the Packers. Um, I, I, think, I think the Packers still deserve a lot of respect. Look, Rodgers is a two-time MVP. They have a very good offensive line, very good coach. It can run the ball defensively. I think they're going to be very, very good this year. So that's my top five teams that just missed for the record. The Bengals, who I probably would have had six, okay? Uh, the Chargers. And and then after that, I think there's somewhat – and then Baltimore. And then Baltimore. After that, for me, there's a drop. Those eight, to me, are the best eight in football uh, and the Niners are the wild card because I just don't know what I'm getting a quarterback. So we didn't confer on this beforehand, which is what we did not. This is how we do every show. So uh, we are very much in line. Uh, I do have Green Bay in my top five. I have them fifth. But I mean, you can basically float these around any which way you want to do it, uh, with the exception of the Bills, who I have at the top. But you're getting. Uh, listen, I I think uh, 
Sammy Watkins and, and, and a pair of rookie receivers and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, who I love, who was the 19th wide receiver taken. So I, I'll be very interested to see if he can actually get close to what I think he's going to be, considering he's got Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback and the opportunity in front of him. All that is super interesting to me. You also get David Bakhtiari back, so that improves the offensive line. And they invested heavily draft-wise in the defense in the early rounds. A couple of guys from Georgia. That's an interesting pairing. So I've got Green Bay in there. Um, I, I am bullish still on the Rams. Uh, people are like, well, Odell's not going to be ready till October or November. That dude wants to stay. I'm going to bet that he will, uh, get back and contribute. And, uh, listen, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. I'm not taking them out of my top five along those lines. I'm not taking the Bengals out either. Everyone is Everyone's fading Cincinnati. Why wouldn't Joe Burrow be better next season? He should be same thing with Jamar Chase. So Cincinnati, you are in there. Uh, and Kansas City, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the Chiefs out either. It's so the reason though, like one thing you said about the Bills, uh, when they got Von Miller, that didn't that didn't elevate them as much as when the Chiefs decided to treat trade Tyree Kill, who's by the way, saying some really weird stuff that's coming out of his mouth on his it needed to be said podcast, which congratulations going to the podcast world. Uh, it's very difficult, Tyreek. I gotta tell you. It didn't yeah. need to be said. It, it, it really as, as it turns out it really didn't need to be said. In any way, shape, or form. Uh, he, he for those who missed it, and probably not because y'all are diehards. He, uh, that the Chiefs and Mahomes might struggle without him, and that he was underused last season in Kansas City. I will tell you this. Um, That's not the worst part, but could say say something about that. Can't, okay. Well, I will say I'll just I'll just interlude real quick here. The Chiefs and the Dolphins do not play this season. If they happen to see each other in a playoff game, whatever the, the the prop is for Mahomes, whatever the number is, take the over. Because <laughs> that will be the ultimate sports dirt scenario <laughs> where he just is like, I'm throwing for five hundred yards in this game. Uh but go ahead, Carm, continue. Well he he this is like uh NFL drug testing policy. You might want to go get Tyreek right now. And I understand that he's trying to get clicks on his podcast. And Patrick Mahomes understands that he's trying to get clicks on his podcast, which was very mature of Patrick Mahomes to say that and not take offense, at least publicly, on what he said. But what he said was that Tua is a more accurate passer than Mahomes. That's a shame. Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> not good you want to say that you are psyched to play in south beach the right. weather is that much better and i'm going to be that much looser and put up that much better numbers i can hear that <laughs> carmy the nail on the head i've said this on about 25 radio spots in the last week look he could have pumped up to without knocking mahomes he could have easily yeah. done that but instead chose to knock mahomes. i'm telling you whether or not, and I haven't looked like whether it's this year, you know, it won't be this year unless they see each other in the playoffs. But you know, next year, whenever they, whenever it is that they play the Dolphins, Mahomes, I don't care what the line of the game is, I don't care what the yardage prop is. Bet the Chiefs and bet the over. Like that game. Look for those who remember, Chief fans, Chief fans will remember this. So the year after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, the offseason after, okay. Lamar Jackson got rated number one in the NFL top 100 show on NFL Network, which is a which is nothing but fun filler, okay? But he was named number one. 
Mahomes is number four. They go out and they play Baltimore in September after that, and Mahomes goes nuts, throws for like 400 yards, five touchdowns or something on the night football. And as Mahomes is going off the field after they've, they've basically destroyed Baltimore, he's counting more on his fingers. Like it was, it was, he also did that after they beat the Bears in Chicago. He counted to 10, like he was the 10th overall pick. It was a big tell you, I love the it. next time they see Miami, bet the mortgage on that game. Like it, it, they, he is going to go insane in that game. So I, I'm rooting for a playoff matchup. That would really be the uh, the most fun we could have. That, that would, I'm in. Let's do it. Dolphins, Chiefs, round one, round two, whatever. Let's, let's, let's tee it up. Uh, and I do have the Bills at the top for the record here. Uh, listen, so, should have, could have, would have last year uh, in one of the greatest football games we've ever seen. Buffalo has added on, and they're, they should get better internally as well. So I think it's very clear right now the Bills are the best team in the NFL. My, my biggest overrated fade right now is the Chargers. I really don't think that they have hit this home run with Khalil Mack. And people are like, oh, he's good. Khalil Mack, in my mind, is done. His body is cooked. He, there's, I don't think there's a miracle happening here in the offseason for Khalil. Now, I would have been dead wrong about that with if I'm just bringing in Bears players right now with Robert Quinn, who had two sacks in his first year and then put up 18 and a half out of nowhere and got healthy. But Mac's been having physical problems for years now, so I just I don't think he's going to have that level of impact. I I mean obviously I love Herbert and I think the Chargers are very good, but I, I'm not putting him in my top five. Well, real, real um, quick because we got the, the esteemed yeah, Ben Heisler yeah. joining us. Look, I I would have put the Chargers esteemed. Seventh. Esteemed. I would have put the yeah. Chargers seventh on my power rankings. I will say this, and I've said this many times, both here and on the Arrowhead Attic podcast. Um. Can the Chargers win one big game before everybody has them in the Super Bowl? Like, can the Chargers ever win a game that matters? That is, look, every time I look at the Chargers, I think of two things. One is I think they're really talented. The other is I think they never win a game that matters. Ever. Like, they couldn't beat the Chiefs last year in that Thursday night game at home. They couldn't beat the Raiders last year in that de facto playoff game. They lost to the Texans, who are missing 25 guys with COVID. Like, I just... It's one of those things. Like I've seen the Chiefs win a million big games. Can the Chargers win one? Can the Chargers sure. win one game? And so that's I always like to me, talent. Like even the Bengals, the Bengals have won big games. They went in the Arrowhead down twenty-one to three and won the AFC Championship game. Like they have my ultimate respect for that. Buffalo's won big games. Baltimore not great in the playoffs, but they've at least won a playoff game. And, and Harbaugh's won a Super Bowl. The Chargers, like, what is the biggest win that Chargers have had in the last decade? Early, and especially in the Herbert. I mean, nothing. Never. They never win anything. So that's that's where I fall. But I do think they're very talented. So uh, obviously with you on everything you just said on that part of the podcast. And, hey, George Ramirez, Robert Quinn to Kansas City. I'm with you, pal. You want to you want to pass rusher, Vertoram? You want to give the Bears a third or fourth round pick in the next couple of years? I think that makes sense for both teams. Am How I funny miss- would it be if, by the way, a really, really quickly, a very succinct thing, NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy on Deshaun Watson settlement, 23 seconds go per Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network. Quote, today's development has no impact on the collectively bargained disciplinary process. Yeah. Um, 
So that, I just wanted to, since we talked about it earlier, I wanted to just throw it in there. Um, so, so uh, Carm, you were saying, go ahead. I just said, uh, let's make a deal right now. I'll be uh, Ryan Poles. You can be Brett Beach. I've got Robert Quinn. He didn't want to come to Bears minicamp. You guys need a pass rusher. Will you give us a third-round pick next year? I will, Ryan. I will give you the compensatory pick we got for you going to the Bears. Great. So you, you can have that pick. All right. And what is it? Fun twist of irony. And you get that pick, and we will take what we hope is 12 to 15 sacks. All right, great. Uh, I appreciate it, and good luck with Robert. He's got a lot left in the tank. He didn't want to be here. I think he's a perfect fit for you. I'm going to call him right now. Beautiful. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On that note, Ben Heisler, managing editor, bet sided. Don't you think that trade makes sense? Am I missing something here, Heis? No, it makes a ton of sense. I Does the, does the money line up? Can the Chiefs afford to, to take on Quinn's what it's 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 a reasonable deal for the the numbers that he put up last year. It's a bargain. Um, I think he's making around twelve or thirteen million. Would the would the Bears have to take back any bad money on Kansas City to to make the deal happen and and in doing so possibly amp up the value of that of that pick? Like, could you? I was going to say, yeah. Give me some bad money and let's get a second round pick for this thing, and I'll really feel like I'm doing great work. Yeah, I, I think so. Does it does it add up for them? Does does the the money make sense there? The Chiefs could afford them without doing anything. Okay. So yeah, yeah. when they traded Tyree Kill, they opened up enough cap space for the rest of time. So okay. yeah, especially if they get the deal done with uh, Orlando Brown, they get him off the tag. That'll open up another eight nine million bucks. So yeah, no, they they would not have to do anything to afford him. Yeah, done, done yesterday. As far as I'm concerned, I actually should reach out on that and get off my ass. Um, I, I haven't, I've been all over stuff, but I, I probably should shoot a few text messages around and see what's going on. Let's, let's go. And we'll, we'll, we'll get back at it next week with a full on, uh, Vertoram report on Robert Quinn and the chiefs and, and anything that's uh, related hey, to, uh, hey, hey, Karn, but, but before, before we dive in, cause I know we got some fun stuff today. Um, I'm, I'm feeling kind of hungry. I, I don't know if, uh, when you got the uh, lunch break, or, starving. Yeah, no, I, 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 I need your orders. Um, I, I, I lost. Uh, I, I, for those who are not familiar, I said very confidently that the Boston Celtics were going to win the NBA championship. I bet uh, an Uber-delivered meal with both these fine gentlemen. So I owe Matt Verderem and Ben Heisler a cuisine of their choice delivered to their abodes. And if you would like to eat it on the podcast next week, time it on out. 
uh, that that's that's possible. Or you could just send a picture of uh, you know you and Elena and and the kids Ben having having dinner on on Carm and put that out there. But uh, I lost. I was loving it after the Celtics were up two games to one and were leading going into the fourth quarter in Game Four, and uh, didn't go my way. I don't know what the hell happened to Boston. Jason Tatum, you looked like uh, looked like me. Yes, I was going to say myself in seventh grade when I got cut from the Edgewood Junior High basketball team. That's actually not true because I played well in that trial. And Steve Bartoli, the insane coach, cut me because I wasn't one of the cool kids. And I will hold that for life, Bartoli. You suck. But regardless of that, you know, that's I, I, I can't believe what happened to Tatum and Derek White. And and by the way, uh why Kevin Pritchard was ever on the court, I have no idea either because that guy reminded me of Ollie and Hoosiers the whole time. Guy couldn't hit a shot for his life. It was so embarrassing. Kevin Pritchard is like the – it's like if a movie, like some some fan – Yeah, Peyton Pritchard. Kevin a, Pritchard, I think, is a, like a former coach, actor or something. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Regardless, Pritchard. The GM. He was it, an old GM. Go ahead. It, it It's like – yeah, you're right. He was. Um Pritchard's like that guy who, if it were a movie, that like a fan won a contest, and they're like, "Listen, <laughs> get out there and fulfill your dreams." <laughs> Except in this, it wasn't a movie, and he missed every shot he took. Um, now the Celtics fell apart in a, in a real way. I actually could taste dinner as I was watching Game Six. The Warriors <laughs> were on that twenty-three nothing run. So we'll figure it out. We're gonna figure out how we're gonna. How are we going to get this done? If you're going to send like a gift card or if I'm just going to go to Ruth Chris and run up a nice bill and then you're just going to send over a check, like we're going to, we'll figure it out. I don't remember anything on the Ruth Chris level, but uh, you, Hey, whatever you feel you deserve, I, I'm, I'm into support here. I, I made the wager and um, I, I feel uh, nauseous about it. Um, I won't I soak what, you too bad, Carm. I won't no, and, I, and I have no idea why I called him Kevin Pritchard. I think I tweeted Kevin Pritchard. That's no. a shame. That's that's not a good job by me. That's a bad. Journalistic uh, standards are, are sinking uh, by the hour. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is this is this is the best. This is bad. Okay. Uh, all right, Heist. Let's make some money here. We're doing passing yards. Uh, favorite versus the field. We've got uh, Justin Herbert is at plus five fifty. Tom Brady's at plus seven hundred. What, what what do we like in our in our making some money here, looking to the future? Yeah, I I think both of those names are intriguing, but I'd probably take the field. Between those two, you have Brady, who is, yes, he you know, was one of the, the tops in the NFL in, in passing yards from a season ago. I I just think their division is so winnable that there's going to be plenty of times where even when he's stomping on other teams and putting up the, the monster numbers that they'll still have to hold him back a little bit and they'll just run it out in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I don't think they're a team that necessarily needs to throw a ton. And so even a plus 700 doesn't feel like it makes sense. With Herbert, yeah, it's in play. But, I mean, we talked about uh, one of one of Verderam's sneaky uh, MVP candidates this year in Derek Carr, where in that division you have to throw so often because they're not going to stop anybody. And so, like, would I rather take somebody like Carr at, like, 20 or 30 to 1 uh, versus somebody like Herbert at the top of that list. To me, I, I think that's a much better value bet. So I'd, I'd rather go with the field here uh, as opposed to taking the two guys at the top of the odds board. 
what I, if I missed it because I just retweeted that you're on the show right now, Heist? What's what's the odds on Derek Carr right now? I love that play. Uh Carr last time I checked, I believe was either twenty to one or thirty to one over at WinBet, and uh, I will try and see if I can get that exact number for you shortly. No, 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 no big deal. I mean, whatever it is, it's going to be a good number. I, I, I mean, if you're looking to take a flyer on something, right? That does doesn't that. I, that would excite me. I'd feel I'd, I I would like holding that ticket right now with Devontae coming in. Let's go. Let's go, Derek Carr. Big year for the Raiders, damn it. Uh, Verderam, thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, actually, if I had to pick one person, it would be Derek Carr. Two reasons. He's got a lot of weapons, and they're giving up 30 points a game. So uh, I would I would take the Raiders. Look, if there's anybody who's going to be chucking it 700 times this year, it's Derek Carr. Um, I, I would take the field, obviously. Look. I, I think Carr's got a great shot to win a passing title. Um, I always try to find those teams that are going to throw a lot and that aren't going to stop many people. The, the, Mahomes might also be in that conversation. Uh, especially early in the year, that defense, as young as it is, as inexperienced as it is, I could see a lot of uh, a lot of pigskin flying around the Kansas City. So I would take the field. Stafford is another guy. Who I, w- I would throw in there as someone who could who could win a passing title. They have Allen Robinson now, um, so yeah, I would take the field. But if I had to take one guy, I actually think Derek Carr is an interesting play because I think he's going to throw the ball constantly. I like this comment as we rewind back with Jalen Random, but whatever for me personally, as we all can see, I would much rather have the Chargers win a Super Bowl over the Bills as a Chiefs fan. Something about Bills fans I can't stand. Verdam, you hate Buffalo. <laughs> I uh. I'm conflicted because I love like the fans. Of, see, I actually I'll disagree with Jalen on one thing. I think the fans in Buffalo are great fans. I've always that I can say I've always felt like the fan base. They love their teams, and they've never been loved back. Like to to go, but Carm is referencing a, a video that we did that it was high comedy years ago. I forget what I initially did the video about, but it was something about. We said about different cities or something. I, I honestly don't remember. But you t- you took a run at Buffalo I, right, online. Yes, I ended up saying that Buffalo, like, is just there's just nothing. There's no there there essentially with Buffalo. It's, I've been to Buffalo many times. I went to I went to college a few hours away from it. It, it it's just look. I love the people, but the city itself, yeah, it's it feels it's it's just cold in August. Like there's just it's. I don't know of anyone who's like, you know what I really want to do? I want to take a vacation to Buffalo. Now, that said, I will say in the years since I've come around on one thing. I think the people are great, and I have all, and the fan base is top-notch because it gets easy to be a fan of the Patriots the last 20 years, okay? You're a Bills fan. As a Knicks fan, I get it. You're in nothing but deep pain most of your life, and yet you've overcome. And – to sit outside in Buffalo, New York in January and December, you are a true fan. That's no joke. You're not sitting there drinking a pina colada watching the Bills in December. Okay. So you, you, you gotta give them you gotta give them all the credit in the world there. Uh, so I I'm actually near size. I would be very happy for Bills fans if they won. They they deserve it. Uh I quickly so like a week ago, I was arguing about how much. I, uh, I I love Martin Brodeur as a Devils goaltender, retired Devils goaltender. He's the best goaltender of all time. I'll fight anybody on this. Many, many, many Buffalo Sabres fans were irate over this and felt Dominic Hasek 
is not even in the same argument as Brodor that he's better. And I would argue he's also not the same argument. He's just not as good. Um, and so I got I got very involved with this. And I thought about, like, why are they so passionate about this? Like, who really cares? I'm a football guy who has an opinion. And then I realized, and I don't mean this as a dick. This is serious. The Sabres have existed for over 50 years. I defy even most hockey fans to name five legitimate, like, legendary players that have ever played for the Buffalo Sabres. Just, there's, nothing, there's nothing to be happy uh, about. I, I, I Okay. I mean, I couldn't tell you one player that's playing in the Stanley Cup Finals right now, if we're being honest. a terrible honest. person. <laughs> I couldn't. I am going Not, to Ruth Chris. The hell are you? <laughs> Good and, final, too. Let, let alone disappointed. Let alone – Heist, do you know my radio history with Buffalo? I don't think you do. It's a good one, though. I feel uh, like you would, you were going to take a job, and then you you do you know cast it. Cast I. Know. I'm trying. It's, it's been a while. So I, been a hot so I, I had I, I had to get out be, of because uh, there was changes going on at, at the radio station that I was working with back in Chicago. So I'm looking for any opportunity to get on the air, and like I literally was going to take anything, and I got offered two hundred dollars a week to go to whatever the station was in Buffalo to like do updates and whatever the hell else they were going to have me doing, but it was going to put me on the air. And I'm like, I really don't know if I can live in a city that only cares about football and hockey, no baseball, no basketball, 200 a week. I got to learn the Buffalo Sabres. I was having a heart attack, but I would have taken it. I think I really would have, if that was my only option. And then I get there, and a uh, program director by the name of Andy Roth that everybody in radio knows was like, I don't have anything for you, actually. We're going to go internal, but I know a guy in Kansas City who might. So why don't you call up Ryan McGuire and see if he'll hire you to go to 610? And then me I and I this was a ended familiar up. story. That's right. Yeah. So, so that was, that was, that was, I yeah. nearly was in Buffalo, Vertoran, for 200 I, a week. I would, that's, that's the pitch. <laughs> I would, I would have paid good money to seeing you have to break down the Buffalo Sabres. Almost, oh, I, like I would, I would have paid real money. The best part of this story to me is the just the come up for Carm. He goes from an offer yeah. to make two hundred bucks a week in Buffalo to paying for Roots Chris for Verderam for losing an NBA Finals bet. Like, look at this right. meteoric rise. I, I, meteoric. Uh, I was, I was falling forward for a while. It was great. You're not getting this one, but why don't you try Kansas City? They got the Chiefs, and they got a sweet college hoop environment. You got the Royals. Yeah, it sucks for you, Karen. We know you love the NBA, but that's okay. You'll still do a LeBron James announcement special. That'll be the highest-rated show in the history of sports talk radio in Kansas City. Still got fired. Not that you're yep. counting. Never mind. Got 20. <laughs> uh, okay, we might have so counted, let's move. That's that's a conversation. No, okay. it's this, one, th- this one doesn't bother me. All right, uh, rushing yards versus the field. Henry, Taylor, both sitting in the 500, plus 500 for Taylor. Uh, Derrick Henry, plus 550. Uh, what do you got here, Heiss, trying to move this along here as we're coming up on an hour? Yeah, what, Henry, I know that the volume will likely be there, but I, I think we finally saw what a lot of us had been expecting over the last several years, which was after getting to that 2,000 mark. At some point, your body is just going to slow you down. And even somebody as beastly as Henry, I just don't see that type of ability to sustain without getting hurt along the way, the type of volume and and brutality that his body has suffered. Uh, With Taylor, too, like running back is just such a volatile position. If you look at the stats, yeah, he outrushed everybody by almost 600 yards last year. Um, But 
You also look at somebody like Nick Chubb, who's available at eight to one, Najee Harris at 10 to one. Again, I, I think I'm going with the field here, even though Taylor and Henry, purely from a rushing yards output, are going to get more than enough carries to get there. I just think it's such a volatile position that it's hard for me to go with the favorite when I know it's just like choosing a fantasy team, right? If you're taking the running back, you feel like that guy has to play at least 14, 15 games for you to be successful. And I, I just don't know if I can go in with that low of a number to feel like it's going to be like, it's going to work out. So I, I think Najee Harris probably is the guy that I like the most entering his second year. Pittsburgh isn't going to, they're going to have to rely on the run a lot more. They've improved their offensive line. I think out of all of them, that's probably my favorite at 10 to one. Let me give you a sneaky one. Although I actually would go the other way here. I would take, I would take Taylor. Um, I just think that's just the way they're built. They're going to pound the ball a million times over, uh, even with Matt Ryan. I'll give you a sneaky one that this might be – this might look really stupid, but it would be like the ultimate flyer bet. Raheem Mostert in Miami. They are going to run the ball nonstop, and that guy, when he got a chance in San Francisco, could play. Like, I wouldn't go betting, like, serious money. That's a that's but, a one hundred to one bet, veteran. That's that's uh that would be a hell of a payday if it were to happen. Like I'd throw like ten dollars on that and just say, look, he just has one of those like one off years where he gets two hundred and eighty carries, you know, and goes for thirteen hundred yards, and then that's it. It's like his Peyton Hillis year, and he gets on the cover of Madden. Yeah, year. like you just you know he's going to be the lead back there. You know they're going to run the ball like crazy. They have a good defense, so theoretically they should be like involved in games where they can run, and they're gonna t- they're gonna do everything in the world to take the pressure off of Tua. So you're also gonna see a lot of too high out in Miami because of Hill and Waddle. So you're gonna you're not gonna have a, a stacked box. You got that in there, and I I think we are, I think we're going to see Mostert have a very good year. So at a hundred to one, yeah, I'd, I'd throw down ten bucks on that. What's the odds on David Montgomery, Heist? He is forty to one, David Montgomery, okay. to get uh, to lead the NFL in rushing this year. I, from a volume play, Carm, I I get it, but are you confident enough that the Bears' offensive line is going to be able to help him? And especially if if they're putting seven eight guys in to try to slow down Fields, could that be an issue too? That 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 would be the biggest issue, uh, and also to the way Verram's lining things up here. Uh, the Bears are probably not going to be leading in a lot of football games. So uh, I don't think they're just going to be ground and pounding their way here. Although maybe they will do that even when they're down three touchdowns because they don't want to get Justin Fields killed and they want to continue to elevate his confidence and not put everything on his plate. Uh, but I do think David Montgomery is going to have his best year as a pro this year. I, I think they this particular regime is going to figure out even better ways to use him. So uh, just, a, just a name to throw out there. All right, receiving yards, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, both in the 700s. Uh, Cup at 700, uh, plus 700, Jefferson plus 750. Yeah. I, I, would, I would think you're fading cu- uh, Cup just because of the Allen Robinson acquisition, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I think Jefferson is the play for me at 8-1. to one. I, I, I love his ability, especially with Adam Thielen likely taking another slow step down. Um, you have a very passing-oriented new head coach, in Minnesota taking over for Mike Zimmer. I, I, I just think they're going to unleash Jefferson. And it's crazy to think that somebody of his caliber 
Um, maybe hasn't even reached his true potential yet after just monster seasons. Had you know 1,600 yards last year. If you look at the numbers, Jefferson would have uh, led the NFL in receiving yards if not for Cooper Cup, who had you know one had 1,947. Um, it was targeted 167 times. It's probably Kirk Cousins last year in Minnesota. He'll as long as he stays healthy. To, to me, this is somebody that is on the field consistently. That's winning one-on-one matchups. Um, and that's going to have a very proactive uh, downfield approach with uh, you know the play action that's helped Cousins be successful. You know, in whatever sort of limited capacity you want to rule Kirk Cousins as a successful quarterback, but the numbers have been there. Like he's put up really good numbers. A lot of it might be empty calories, but if you're looking at receiving yards, I, I think Jefferson, even near the top of the list, is probably the play for me. You go a lot of the points. I think the field. Um, there's just so many really good receivers that I just, by by odds, I would go that way. I mean, like, Adams is going to get a ton of balls in, in, in Vegas, although obviously they have other weapons. They'll spread it out. Um, Diggs is always a guy to watch. You know, obviously uh, someone who's clearly the best player on his team. You know, I'll give you a flyer. And, and again, this isn't like one of those things I'd go all in, but Terry McLaurin in Washington, like, especially in a contract year, he's going to get the ball a lot. Uh, and I know they have Jahar Dotson. I understand all that. I, I, and I'm not anyone who's listened to this podcast for about 10 minutes knows how I feel about Carson Wentz. But McLaurin is a really good player. And that team is a team that I think could be trailing some. Look, I, I don't know. You know, Dotson is a rookie. Like, is he going to really take away a bunch of targets? So I, I like um, Allen Robinson intrigues me. I mean, I, I can't put him ahead of Cup, but I do think he's intriguing. Hopkins is off the board because of his suspension. Um, Metcalf is a non-factor because they, they have no quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, I, I would take the field. But if I had to go one way or the other with Jefferson and Cup, I think Jeff play because I agree with O'Connell. They're going to throw the ball out more. We are in agreement. Hey, Heiss, good to see you, buddy. I like the guitar edition in the background. I like your whole background edition, period. You look – that plasma's gone. And, like, I mean, look at this guy. just looks – I mean, we got microphones, we got guitars, we got Sports Illustrated. I, I like every, we got Wheaties boxes. I like it. Were, were you, Heisler, were you the guy in college who like sat up against a tree on a nice fall day and played the guitar? <laughs> no, no, no. I was not that guy. I was really coming on this podcast again. No, I, I, I played the guitar in college and, and in high school for a little bit. It was never, I, I'm a musical guy. But it was never my best instrument. I was in like a, a high school rock band, and we were just the absolute worst. Um, so I discovered soon on that like I wasn't going to be the guy trying to to get the girl in college by playing the guitar on the quad. That that was never me. I was, I was always okay. the keyboards guy. Uh, yeah, but wait, hold on a second though. Shout out to the guy who plays the guitar up against the tree in college. That dude's cool oh. as hell. That guy's. What do you mean? That guy's awesome. That I love guy that guy. Sucks. That guy. What are you talking about? Oh, that guy's the worst. Because you know what? Someone who can actually play the guitar is not sitting there just strumming a chord. Of, and by the way, I am beyond musically challenged. Okay, so I'm not. If you can play an instrument, God bless. My sister is really good on the guitar. I am. I can't do anything. Okay, like 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 play like nightclubs in New York City. Good. I there's no way I couldn't play one chord. But no, th- there was nothing worse in college. Then when you pass the and it was just so obvious, right? Just sit there and strum that. You're like, hey, look, go in your dorm room and play your guitar. You, you, you play like crap anyway. 
at least go take it inside. Oh, I couldn't stand that guy. It's such a, such a ploy. Drove uh, it's just something about it just, just drove me to no end. It pissed uh, me off. What was what was the number one song that guitar guy on the quad would always be playing? It, it would either be like Wonderwall by Oasis. Yes. Something, yes. something by 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 Dave Matthews Band. Uh, maybe yeah, like I'm your life, right? Like the guitar. Green Day. Like there was there was definitely a, a certain playlist. So the general by dispatch. Oh my God. Dave Matthews band was definitely in there in, in, in my era. That's for sure. Uh, that, that was an, an all day. Uh, I don't know if ants marching was the call or whatnot. I was never a huge DMB guy myself, but that, that was, uh, that, that one's a hard yeah. one to play just solo guitar. Cause like that yeah, whole talk yeah. is, got the little brass Georgia. section in the back, but I, I see where you're going with it. Yeah. No, I, I was, I was yeah. not that guy Vertoram. I, uh, I did play. I, I practiced on my own. I would try to plug in the guitar because it was electric, and I would use headphones because I didn't want to bother anybody just hearing how awful I was. What, 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 but Heist, you you play the you play the piano, right? I play. Yeah, I play keyboards. I played tenor sax for about eight years in in middle wow, school and college. Did did jazz. Enjoyed it um, until the point where I realized that I had to practice a ton. Uh, and then it just, I, I lost complete interest. It, it was, it was far too competitive of a program. Like I, I got to high school thinking that I was, that I was hot shit on it and, uh, realized that everybody around me was substantially better. And I was like, okay, I, I don't have time to practice an hour a day. Uh, I'm going to wing it like everybody else and hope I don't squeak and, and kind of fake it till I make it. Seven. I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, can't no, wait I, say, I, I appreciate everybody's commentary. Clint, George. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they were trying to impress you. You guys are right. <laughs> and if you and you guys definitely, definitely are right. Um, and, and and that's probably for the best because I was not impressed. Uh, but I, you know, I will say, I, I have all the respect to play an instrument and do it really well. I'm always fascinated by because I am the complete opposite. I got the athletic genes in my family. I did not get the musical genes by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I... Yeah, I, I tell you, it's like that guy playing the guitar in the choir. I always just want to just go up and be, hey, look, man, you take it anywhere else. Anywhere else? Do you want to go like, like full just, John Belushi, Animal House on that guitar? Oh, always wanted to. Always wanted. Just, you know, I, but uh, no, ne- never, never got that aggressive. But it's, it, but it is true. Hey, listen, you know, and Sean, by the way, our producer put in the chat uh, the song "Your Body Is a Wonderland," which is was the quintessential, right? Like the acoustic version. Oh, he, oh, this guy's so sensitive. No, he's not. Guy's terrible. Okay, um, as is that song, by the way. But that's in here, another. We just got to put it on the record for over here. Seven years of piano lessons. I I made it to Fur Elise, and and and, and, and I. And I got like one third into Furley's. Like I could play the start. And that was when I was like, all right, that's it. Uh, you, you, inherited, Hattel- uh, you inherited uh, your, your old man's ability to dance though, Garn. So, oh, there we go. There we go. Vernon got the brother's- athletic jeans. I got the music jeans. You got the dance jeans. So every, every, all of us benefited in some capacity. I grew up with uh, brothers who would, you know, they were much older than me, but they would come home, they'd fire out the entertainer, and it was like a, you you liked hearing it. Uh, one, one, one chief story for you, Vernon, as you can go. A friend of mine who was a musician came to, to visit me, 
and I had this small house in Kansas City that I was renting for 850 bucks in Prairie Village, if anybody knows uh, whatever, Mission Kansas specifically, but it d- doesn't matter. At any rate, he comes in with this, this violin, man, and I didn't know what to expect, but he had to practice because he was trying out to make the Kansas City Symphony. So I would like be coming home down the street and this dude would be practicing in this small house with the windows open. The whole neighborhood could hear him rocking this violin. It was um it was it was the it was the sweetest, most uh, just beautiful feeling to come home to. So music makes your life better, man, even when it like it literally can be heard a block away from your house. That's, That's all I got. Thank you. Aaron, my guy Aaron, God bless him. I don't think he got the gig. Hey Heist. You're the man. We'll see you next week, brother. All right, boys. Take it easy. See you. Verdi, anything you want to get to on the way out here? I think we hit it all. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I, I remember those years in high school where we were forced to take band as part of the curriculum. And let me tell you something. Nobody hated me more than the band teacher, okay? <laughs> because I was utterly useless and just sat there and was like, listen, I'm not getting involved. I – I am terrible at this. I will I will flirt with uh, some girls and, and, and try to get a prom date out of this. But that's about as far as this is going. Um, I had nothing else to contribute. I you know, so I was like, well, I'll just you know, we gotta, we gotta sit here and learn it. I I was oh my god. What, what about that? the choir? Did you have did you have to take choir class? No, I didn't. I had uh, I, I feel like I went to every choir high school because I seemed to always date a girl who was in choir. But uh, no, I was never, I was never, and I will say, I, I think if I ever, if, if you cho- it made me choose, like, you have to sing or you have to actually uh, play an instrument, singing definitely would be my choice. Not that I am, uh, you know, Andrea Buccelli here, but <laughs> I can at least, like, carry the occasional note. No way in the world could I, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Mackenzie, triangle to triangle, man. Maybe I could I could rock that. That's about as far as it's going. The fact that you just pulled, and I just looked it up because I had no idea that you pulled out Andre Buccelli, the Italian operatic tenor, is impressive. Congratulations. I That's a, big... a lot of them. And when I was younger, I worked at my uncle's Italian uh, restaurant, and we listened to Andre Buccelli all the time. Uh, Family's Gonz- gone to see him in concert. That's a, that's amazing. Gonzo, to answer your question, I was strong. Damn it. Uh, oh, hoops, was my, hoops was my best sport. Play, uh, okay, for the people who can't see, Gonzo asks, how was a young Carmen Verdon playing basketball in P? Uh, so Carmen was strong. I I was always a, a unique player in this sense. I, cre- I can't jump. So me being inside was a train wreck. I could shoot from outside, although that is long gone. Um, my best sport easily was hockey. That's what I was. I was good at. Um, and then, and I was, and I was, I was pretty good at baseball. I was a pretty good catcher on my high school team in baseball. Uh, but my, that was that was it. Yeah, basketball was of all the sports. Basketball is like easily the fourth one for me. My greatest athletic accomplishment outside of uh, beating whoever I beat on Saturday in a very tight tennis match, seven five seven nice. six. That was a good win. Was uh, even though he wasn't he wasn't great, but I I didn't whatever. Oh. Never mind. Great. Don't don't run it down. Say he was. Right, say. It was there we go. I I mean I took this guy down. He was incredible. It was a really I had like six match points against or six set points against me and held him off and, and got him in straight sets. Nice. It was nice. But uh, in third grade, I want to say maybe it was fifth grade, third third grade or fifth grade, I won the free throw shooting contest for all the six uh, elementary schools. 
shooting him underhanded a la Rick Barry because I weighed about 50 pounds and couldn't get it up there. Uh, Carger Rec Center just knocking him down with Papa Fred coming down to rebound for me. Uh, and then I moved on to the sectionals of it, and some kid was drinking coffee, and he was like nine, and I got intimidated and finished third. <laughs> He drove himself to the uh, the event. Yeah, right. I'm like, I, I can't compete. Right. This dude's drinking coffee. I'm, uh, it's over. My greatest, I, I guess we can close it. My greatest athletic accomplishment. Oh my god, I don't know. Uh, I guess I don't know if it's my greatest accomplishment, but my favorite moment. I had a walk off grand slam in high school. That was yes. cool. my dad was the uh, first base coach. That was pretty neat. Did you? Yeah, roll, you it, was, it was on a two two pitch, and it was on a change up away. And it didn't get away enough, and I was able to hook it and just and just pulled it and hit it hit it deep to left field. But did you get uh, mobbed at home plate. I did. I That's did. awesome. That's um, awesome. That was that was pretty cool. We were down by three, and uh, kid had me one two threw a fastball in, and I was like, you know what? He's gonna throw me a pitch away, and if he had thrown a pitch in, <laughs> it would have been it would have been a bad scene, Carm. Because I was cheating away big time. Like he, I know he's gonna throw it away. No, and he, and he, he went for the. But it was up a little bit, and I was able to get up under it and drive it out to left field for a, a walk off at home. That was pretty cool. That was fun. I, I think on that note, because uh, I could continue to talk about athletic moments for another hour, we should probably say goodbye and say thank yes. you for watching Stacking the Box, particularly to all you who made it this far. Uh, Wolfram, Clint, you a ton of contributions. Hey, Gonzo, you're the man. Appreciate your loyalty, consistency. George, everybody else in there. Jalen, Jalen, you're the best. Appreciate everybody. Uh, and we're obviously in our little bit of a dead time here, but it's but training camp is is coming quick. So uh, it is it is getting here now, where it's uh, you know about a month season, away. About a, exactly right. So you're, are you taking any vacation before it starts there? Everybody? Well, as as only a, a real NFL reporter should do, I am actually going on vacation July. Well, I, I'm going to New York on July 20th. I'm taking a 14 hour car ride with Maisie, which um, that'll be interesting. Uh, lo- love her to death, but she's like me, likes to talk. So th- th- there will be no oxygen left in that car by the time we get to Ohio. Uh, but yes, I will be. I think my first official day is I'll work a few days from New York. I'll be on vacation from like July 25th or 26th, whatever the hell that Monday is, right clear through uh, through like August 10th or 11th. So, but I'll be doing the podcast. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to miss the pod. I'll be here, so no worries. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving it to other people on the desk to handle NFL training camp for a few weeks because I know once I come back, that's it. That's it until the NFL draft is over. So I, I try to get away a little bit in the summer and uh, recharge for the for the long haul. Yeah, I, I I'm in the same particular situation. Going to take a couple breaks during training camp leading up to the season, but I'll be will I'll be here and I'll be on the Windy City podcast. Check it out. We are. Uh, I, I guess I can announce. I don't see any reason why not. Um, we have a new co-host for the Windy City, who I'm super excited about. He's starting tomorrow. Um, so his name's Herb Howard. He's, I've, I met him. I re- actually met him fairly recently. He's been out covering bears. I've been super impressed with, uh, the questions he's been asking. He was on the pod once. Um, so I'm really excited about bringing Herb on tomorrow. I think people are going to really enjoy awesome. him, uh, uh, along with my, uh, dynamic content. Damn it. So, uh, we are, 
We are dewinding up on Wednesdays now, 5 o'clock. So if people feel free, we'd love to see you there tomorrow on that particular YouTube channel. All right, Verdi, always fun to be with you, brother. You as well, man. Have, have a great day, everybody. Thanks for all the help behind the scenes, team. And uh, we'll see you next week for Stack in the Box. Tuesdays, 11 Central. You got it. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible T-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.